Maximize Your Influence is your podcast for the latest persuasion, sales, and negotiation techniques. Our mission is to help you influence on command, anyone, anytime, anywhere. Your host is the author of Persuasion IQ, Laws of Charisma, and the best-selling book, Maximum Influence. Now, your host, Kurt Mortensen. Hey, Maximizers. This is the place where you maximize your influence, your income, your persuasion, your influence, your self-persuasion. Kurt Mortensen here. Welcome back to Maximize Your Influence. This is podcast 332. Been doing quite a few webinars this week. It's interesting, a lot of the uh, live training events have converted to webinars. I know the university I teach has converted to a Zoom. Trying to get that balance of the face-to-face versus the webinar. Because it's easy to do a go-to-webinar type thing where you just show your PowerPoint, you're sitting the lazy boy in your sweats. But now it's more live. People want more of the edutainment, the engagement. Trying to balance those worlds. Been interesting testing some new things out. When I have some perfect solutions, I will let you know as we go to this new online world. We're also going to address some of the fear that's out in the marketplace right now and talk about risk reversal, how to get people to want to do what you want them to do and like doing it. I'm telling you now more than ever, it's important to learn persuasion and influence. Just finished recording the 100 sales hacks, different tools you can add when you're selling and persuading right now on a subconscious level to increase your sales, increase your influence, decrease your leadership. Can't say it enough. We need to persuade somebody. It's too late to learn. So let's get in this week, the Persuasion Ninja. We used to do a blunder, but every once in a while I like to throw in a ninja, someone that's just making it happen. And I shout out to all the entrepreneurs out there that are making it happen, that are adjusting, that are shifting, that are changing mindsets, that are doing some different things to get business. I love that, that creativity. Instead of just going to a corner and whining, why me, it's too bad, they go out and they make it happen. In fact, I was watching this interview with Mark Cuban. He's worth about $4 billion, I believe. He's on Shark Tank. And he was asked what he thought it would take to fully recover from this COVID-19, this virus, this dang virus, this shutdown. And he didn't even hesitate. He said, it will be the resilient entrepreneurs and business owners, just like you and me, who will help the economy fully recover. And that is one of the reasons I'm so passionate about persuasion and influence. The first is, I was mad they didn't teach me in school. The second is, my whole life I've worked with people on multiple streams of income, building businesses, helping entrepreneurs be successful, and there's nothing that crushes my heart more than these entrepreneurs. They save all their money, they start their business, and they fail, and usually it's because of lack of sales. They don't know how to persuade, they don't know how to influence. They're good at their core competence, karate, photography, computers, whatever it is, but they don't know how to talk to people, they don't know how to persuade, they don't know how to sell, they don't know how to influence. In fact, the Small Business Administration and Dun & Bradstreet both did independent research on why all these businesses fail, why 96% of businesses fail within five years. Hold on, drum roll. Lack of sales, hello. Sales fixes everything. Well, not everything, but I tell you what, when the money's coming in, you can fix customer service, you can improve your product and do some other things. So the ninja goes out to entrepreneurs. Two examples I saw was a Philadelphia cheesesteak place one of my favorites, and since you can't go in and eat at the restaurant, they created a YouTube video to where you would do it yourself. They provided everything in little containers. The meat was all pre-cooked, but you could still cook it again, add the cheese, add the onions, all ready to roll, do it at your house. 
exactly everything you need to do, everything provided. They bring it out to your car, done and done. And it was awesome. I did it. It was awesome. It was good. Just like eating in the store. Second one I saw was theaters. Theaters are shut down. Nobody going. All these new movie releases aren't coming out. So they've tried a little bit on, maybe put some on Netflix, online. Hey, saw a local theater do a drive-in. I mean, drive-ins are pretty much a thing of the past. I haven't seen one in a long time, but they just got a low radio frequency. Put the audio in the car, order your popcorn by the app, deliver it to your car. Everybody had their space, saw their movie. Wow, good thinking. Shout out to the entrepreneurs. Be creative. Start thinking. Don't go in a corner and start crying. Make it happen. Even if you're in a corporate world, not sure about your job, something on the side can be very, very helpful. And that's why persuasion influence is so important for entrepreneurs because too many people, they try, it could be anything from network marketing to real estate to an online business to brick and mortar. They try it out and they say, oh, it didn't work. I'm, no, no, it didn't work for you. It worked for them. Look at the countless millionaires created in the industry that you're in, that people fail in. We know it works. Having the right skills is critical. Time for our weekly geeky scholarly article. This comes from the American Journal of Clinical Nutrition and the University of Birmingham. They say people eat more when dining with family and friends. And I think we're eating more with the shutdown. And that's going to be a big problem because everyone's wearing sweats around the house. There might be a great shock that day when we have to put pants back on. Just saying, just thinking out loud. So basically, people eat more with friends and family than when they dine alone. They're saying it's a possible throwback to our early ancestors' approach to survival. And they call it social facilitation. Now, they cited a previous study that found that eating with others, we ate 48% more food than eating alone. So researchers in Britain and Australia found that eating socially has a powerful effect on increasing food intake relative to dining alone. We eat more with family and friends. Why? Eating with others is more enjoyable, and there's a reward from social eating. That could increase consumption. Social norms might permit overeating in company, but not when we're eating alone. So I guess if they're eating a lot, I get to eat a lot. Providing food becomes associated with praise and recognition with friends and family, strengthening social bonds. I think, too, we lose track of time. We're just having fun. We don't count calories as much when we're with friends or even at a restaurant. And I'll add boredom. If everyone else is still eating and I'm done with my plate, I'd probably want a little bit more just to keep eating just because that's what you're doing. You're eating, you're socializing, and that causes us to eat more. So the researchers went back to the social facilitation where we inherited a mechanism that once ensured equitable food distribution. And now this influence brings us to the point of an unhealthy dietary intake. What's interesting is they observed the same thing in chickens, rats, gerbils, or other species. Is it a scarcity thing? Eating as much as you can? So they go on to say, what we describe as social facilitation can be seen as a natural byproduct of social food sharing, a strategy that would have served a critical function in our ancestral environments. This also explains why it is more likely to occur in groups with individuals who are familiar with each other. So careful, just put it out there. Sometimes it's a subconscious trigger. We just eat. Calories don't count. We're with family, friends. We're hanging out. Thought that was interesting. We talk about food, subconscious triggers, and how we just eat more when dining with family and friends. Maybe you should dine with more strangers or dine alone more. Time for listener email. Oh, boy. By the way, you can reach me at 
Kurt at MaximizeYourInfluence.com. For the emails we read on the show, you get the free gold version of Influence University. There's also the free version you can check out. Also take your Persuasion IQ assessment and get the free new edition of Maximize Your Influence, all at MaximizeYourInfluence.com. All the information is there. It's from Alan from Alabama. Kurt, thanks for the podcast. Please use my email on the show so I get access to Influence University. All right, Alan, you got your wish. Says, Kurt, in this time of fear and people going crazy, everybody postponing and waiting, what can we do to get people to make quicker, better, faster decisions? All right, Alan, great questions. Let's get into the risk reversal. How do you reduce that fear? How do you get people's minds back on track? Now, you have to remember, getting to fear is very fast. Getting out of fear takes a little longer. For example, the fear of a pandemic can be instant right away. But people starting shaking hands and meeting again and getting past that fear is going to take a little more time. So let's talk about the people that are sitting on the fence. These are people that are thinking about it. They've been interested before. They're interested now. They're just gun shy about making a decision. I'm not talking about brand new people in your pipeline or people that you haven't talked to. I'm talking about people that, hey, I'm interested, but I'm full of fear. I don't know if I want to make a decision. Those are the type of people we are talking about today. So the first thing is to offer a guarantee. This is for people that are sitting on the fence. You have to have such a strong guarantee. They have to say, I've got everything to gain and nothing to lose. In fact, my entrepreneurs out there, you come up with the biggest, strongest guarantee you can and double it and triple it. Make it better. The better, bigger the guarantee, the more business you're going to have. For example, I'm a keynote speaker. I'll come in for 90 minutes to an audience of strangers. They never see me before. Most of them don't know me. And I have to persuade them that they need persuasion coaching, their income will increase with Influence University, that they need me to become better persuaders. I have 90 minutes. I have found with entrepreneurs and salespeople that there is a direct correlation between their income and their ability to persuade, influence, and sell. And they know it. See, a lot of people in the corporate world don't know it, but salespeople and entrepreneurs do know it, that if I offer a really great guarantee, it doubles my business. It doubles the sales. For example, I'll say, go through this Persuasion Influence Mastery Program. And in six months, it will double your sales and double your income. If not, full money back, guarantee, no questions asked. I'll let you keep the product. And I'll give you an extra $100 just for trying it. That's huge. It's a big guarantee. I'm putting my neck on the line. But if they're on the fence, they're thinking, i got everything to gain and nothing to lose. Now, obviously, you have to have a good product that you believe in that you know that works. I know that's their missing link the ability to persuade and sell. Some of you out there going, whoa, whoa, what if there's some dishonest people out there that take advantage of me or take advantage of my guarantee? All right, well, one in 10,000 is dishonest. I made that up. It makes me feel good. Now, there are people out there that will love my product, duplicate it, send it back. They're out there, but it's very, very rare. But if it doubles what you're doing, it's worth one out of every 10,000 to send it back and take advantage of you. Just saying, I know it hurts your feelings. I know it's not right, but there are people like that but then you get more people in your world that you're changing their lives, you're improving what they're doing, and you're solving their problems because you got past that fear. So let's talk about some different types of guarantee. Again, the bigger, stronger, fatter, well, maybe not fatter, the better. The first one's the money guarantee. You've seen this one before, 100% money back. Sometimes double your money back. That's been a good one for me, the double your money back works well, put your neck on the line, but you get to prove your worth, especially when they're sitting on the fence they're a little gun-shy to make a decision. When you see this at, you know, audio video stores, you're looking at the TV, you're like, mm, I'm going to shop around, I'm going to look online. 
Look, if you find it cheaper anywhere else, we'll double the difference back. Triple it, quadruple it, 10 times I've seen to where, oh, okay, well, I might as well get it now. I'm sick of shopping. I don't really want to look anymore. I just want the best deal now. Even though they don't take advantage of that offer, they have a TV and they feel comforted to know that if they do see it cheaper anywhere else, they get that money back. Then there's time guarantee. Research does show the longer the time, the better. 30-day, 60-day, 90-day, you'll see these on infomercials where you get time to try it out. You're like, okay, I'll try it out. If I don't like it, I'll send it back. See that with mattresses, they'll do that too. Another one I've seen is the forever guarantee. I guarantee it forever, forever and ever. The time is unlimited, which is a great guarantee. You see that with like Ginsu knives, it's forever, forever and ever. Or one also under the time frame, you see this in the service business, look, I'll work with you until, whatever that result is. I'll work with you until you buy your first property. I'll work with you until you get your first speaking engagement. I'll work with you until. Fill in the blank there. People like that. When they're sitting on the fence, it can work very, very well. Then there's the satisfaction guarantee. You're satisfied. I mean, that's very vague. You have to be satisfied or your money back. That's part of the money guarantee, but you also see under satisfaction free trial. Hey, free trial. Let's install it. Let's use it. Let's do it. Another piece of satisfaction is the million-dollar service guarantee. You see this with credit repair. Like, look, up to a million dollars, we're going to take care of you. If something goes wrong, we're going to fix it up to a million dollars. So big, strong, meaty guarantee. Then maybe the zero guarantee. Now, this works for things like iTunes, iPods, digital products. I mean, when you download a PDF electronic file or music or even personal development, sometimes you don't want to offer guarantee. Because there's really no way for them to, to return it. You might see those people that have a big reputation. People know that they're successful. People know that if they use their product or service, it's going to work. Sometimes, look, no, no guarantee. Or you are sharing proprietary information that once they learn it, they can't unlearn it would be a zero guarantee. So it works, a guarantee, a warranty, even a personal promise. Hey, if it doesn't work out, I promise. Even to persuade influence if there's not money on the line, maybe their neck's on the line. Say, look, if this project doesn't work out, I'll take the blame. Personal promise can also reduce the risk. A few others to think about is known as sequential requests or foot in the door. It's easier to persuade people and reduce risk a little bit at a time instead of a lot at a time. For example, study done at a university with psychology students. Hey, will you help us out with this study? It's Saturday at 7 a.m. Like right, uh, 24% said yes, but when they said, hey, we're doing this study, can you help us out? Well, yes. Saturday available? Yes. 7 a.m., can you be there? Yes. More than doubled from 24% to 56%. What does that tell you? Aha, hello. That three small yeses is more persuasive than one big yes. So we look at persuasion and influence and reducing the risk a little bit at a time, little persuasion at a time, try the product a little bit at a time. Hey, let's just test it out or just use the puppy dog. You're like, what's the puppy dog? You know the puppy dog. You're at the mall with your young daughters. They see the puppies at the pet store. I guess when there was pet stores, there's still pet stores out there. And you're like, no, we're not looking. We're not even going to look. I know the problem here. But you go look. Say, we're not going to buy. We're just going to look. And the store owner sees your apprehension and says, look, I get it. Just take it home for the weekend. And if it doesn't work... Bring it back. See a lot of car dealerships doing this. Just drive it around for a few weeks. Get used to it. Taste it, touch it, feel it. Get involved. That's known as the puppy dog. Especially when it's a new or unique, different type of product like Post-it Notes when it first came out, a complete failure. 
Just send it to people. Hey, try it out. Tell us what you think. Can be a very powerful persuasion technique. And final one, one of the 12 laws of persuasion, social validation. 12 laws of persuasion are in maximum influence. Again, pick up a little shipping and handling. That'll be for free at MaximizeYourInfluence.com. Social validation is basically other people that are doing it, using it. It could be a testimonial. It can be an endorsement. It can be a recommendation. It could be a picture. When you show people pictures of others giving blood, 17% increase in donations just by showing a picture of other people doing it. It could be, is your product service best-selling, a trend in high demand? Is it the norm? Are you the number one, top 10, fastest growing, most popular? That's a form of social validation. That's why bartenders, piano players, even beggars on the street salt the tip jars, they call it, put a little money in there. That's social validation. I remember an interesting study done in New York City. It's on 42nd Street. Everyone just started going up and looking up, pointing to the sky. There's nothing up there, but people stop and look, follow the crowd. So basically, social validation is your bar and credibility, somebody else saying the same thing, somebody else likes your product. Remember, you have something to gain. We're social creatures. We follow the crowd. It's an easy shortcut. The movies you see, the restaurants you go to, how many stars it has in Yelp, what other people are saying is a great way to reduce risk. Other people that are doing it, that love it, that solve their problems, reduces risk. In fact, as a consulting with one of my clients and helping her make her web pages more persuasive, everything was in order. It was a great offer. The site had the right look. She had the right colors. She provided a great solution to the pain people were feeling, but it just wasn't pulling. I mean, there was great traffic. The look was professional, but just not enough sales. What was going on was a lack of social validation. I told her no one's going to believe her personal success story as much as other people's success stories. I mean, think about infomercials. When infomercials fail, the first thing they do is add more testimonials, more endorsements, more recommendations, and that makes the difference. See, with her website, everyone knew she had something to gain. When they gave her money for her product, it was a gain to her. See, it was her product, her website, her profit. What we did was provide more social validation, a neutral party to increase her credibility and social validation. See, somebody else has nothing to gain. So what we did is we increased the amount of testimonials she had on her website, and it doubled, almost tripled her sales. Social validation is barring credibility and trust from other people. The bottom line is that people will always believe others before they believe you. So I hope that helps everyone out there understanding risk reversals in these strange, weird coronavirus times. Dang virus. I'm telling you, persuasion influence is going to be your key to be successful. Keeping the job, getting a new job, being an entrepreneur, whatever it is, persuasion influence is the magic ingredient. So take something you learned today, make a conscious effort to apply it this week. Become more influential, become a better leader, improve your sales, and always persuade with power. 